0: Welcome to Intuitive Astrology with Molly McCord. Thank you so much for joining me today as we're going to discuss the astrological energies from June 29th until July 6th. As we are crossing over the halfway point of 2022 and moving into some more energies that will continue to make this year significant and memorable, I did a podcast episode for you on Monday, June 27th, about the very dynamic upcoming Uranus conjunct the North Node in Taurus energy, which will also bring in Mars in Taurus and we'll have a very dynamic Aquarius full moon working with this energy into August. So we have a lot of movement that's going to open up and surprise us over the next two months especially, and I will be doing a part two on that topic on Monday, July 4th. And I also received a download about this energy signature that is really important to show you so that you can look at it in your own chart. And I'm going to do a separate astrology chart video on that download. So that will be released on YouTube as well probably this weekend. So please check that out on my YouTube channel. But again, the download I received about this astrological energy was quite fascinating. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't get it at first. Sometimes that happens with these transmissions and downloads. It comes into the human brain and I'm like, what do I do with this? What do you mean? And then the energy opens up and a story is revealed. So I'm going to show you what that is in that chart video. Again, I hope to release that by this weekend, July 2nd and 3rd. But now here we are closing out the month of June and entering July over this next week. And July certainly begins with a very big energy signature as we will have Mars in Aries squaring Pluto retrograde in Capricorn at 27 degrees on July 1st. So the month begins with a very strong energy that can bring up discord Anger, challenges, frustration, things that aren't working, things that you want to work and it's not coming together. That Mars and Aries is your personal desires, what you want, what you're ready for, what you're ready to experience next because in Aries, it's a new energy, a new adventure, a new project, a new idea. And then it comes up against that square from Pluto retrograde in Capricorn. And Pluto is essentially the higher octave of Mars. That means Pluto is the same energy signature in a way, as Mars, because it is about what you desire, what you're going for, how you will fight for what you want. But Pluto is the higher octave because it has a higher consciousness, a higher perspective. And in Capricorn, it brings up the bigger picture. So it shows us what we are deeply transforming in our own egos. And this shows up as an ego battle, potentially, something that energies are not on the same page, they have been disagreements, fighting. Again, this can be something that you're noticing in your personal life. Maybe there's something that you're working through or working out within yourself that shows up in a big way on July 1st. This can also be an energy that you're working through with others. It depends on where this energy signature is in your chart. But just keep in mind that Mars squaring Pluto is where something triggers us. It can be very fast and it just sets you off like you just get pissed off. So keep that in mind that that's going to be a big part of the energy here as June ends and July begins. But the gift is to see it to look at what that trigger is. Maybe where you've been holding anger or repressing something and now it comes out. We do want to manage it responsibly because it could come out in a big way. Again, this can be something that happens really fast. Sort of like when you have an unconscious response. And this can show up a lot when you're driving or in traffic where things can be very immediate, where someone cuts you off or someone flips you off, or there's just that very immediate fight or flight response. But in this energy, it's Fight. There's big fight energy here. So keep that in mind, be aware of it, and be willing to work with it consciously, even if you have a reaction that you later regret or you're realizing, ooh, maybe that was too harsh, I shouldn't have responded that way. But this energy is very primal, and that's part of Mars and Aries, is that we're not thinking, we're just doing, responding, reacting. So this is very alive as July begins, and it can show you something that you're feeling as a personal affront to your ego, to your desires, to what you want, to your sense of self. And that's where Mars in Aries operates from, which can be quite subjective. So know that this can be a big impulsive energy, but it does ultimately calm down once Mars enters Taurus on July 4th, which is also when Mercury enters Cancer. So I will get to that in just a minute where we have both Mars and Mercury changing signs over this next week, but before they do so, we have some big interactions. So not only is Mars and Aries squaring Pluto retrograde in Capricorn at 27 degrees, but Mercury in Gemini will be trining Saturn retrograde in Aquarius at 24 degrees and then squaring Neptune retrograde in Pisces at 25 degrees. So this energy of Mercury in Gemini interacting with both Saturn and Neptune retrograde means that there could be something here that you are more decisive about as Mercury trying Saturn retrograde. And then there could be something that you still have big uncertainties around. So this could be a confusion, something not making sense, maybe even not believing someone's words, not sure of their intentions, having more questions than answers. So this Mercury in Gemini is where we want to solve things. We want to know a solution, know the information. Mercury in Gemini is quite efficient and adaptable and it says okay if it's not this then try this and that would be one way to approach this energy as Mercury interacts with both Saturn and Neptune is that something is going to be a clear yes and something else you could feel is in the clouds like it's just kind of around and you're not really certain what to do with it yet. And that would actually be a message from your higher self, which is Neptune, asking you to get out of your head, asking you to know the difference in how to work with messages. Because with Mercury in Gemini trining Saturn in Aquarius, that's very cerebral conversation, information, things that you're understanding about other people. Perhaps something is being made more evident to you around the changes you're ready to make, something you're ready to commit to, a new plan, a new direction. The trine from Saturn stabilizes it, brings in that certainty, and gives you a direction to follow. But on the other side, which I'm seeing as the other side of your brain, you could have something up in the air and it doesn't feel as certain or clear because spirit is now asking you to work with the other ways that we receive communications. And that could be through your intuition, through what you're feeling, through what you're sensing that is not cerebral or mental. So I feel like this is a very fascinating way to balance our brain to look at, okay, some things are very obviously mental, right? They're very clear, intellectual, and I've got it. Then this other realm where I'm trusting my intuition and I'm working with information in a different way, it can bring up more doubt at first, but I'm learning to trust it. I'm learning to understand this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm sensing. And because Mercury in Gemini is about duality, you could have two separate areas of your life right now that you're having to work on differently. You're thinking it through in different ways. Again, one side of your life could be very mental, intellectual, and clear, whereas the other side of something you could have questions and big potentially misunderstandings if you feel like you're not seeing it clearly or you're not trusting yourself. So we have a week here that we're going to be looking at how we filter information, how we're trusting what we're feeling and sensing, and that we're meant to operate with all of our energy. And again, you could be making decisions from a mental place in one part of your life, let's say your professional world. Something is very clear in your professional world, you're clear about a project or something you need to get done and then maybe in another realm such as your personal world or your private life there could be some other questions coming up that you can't solve in the typical manner. It's taking you out of where you usually gather information or make a decision. It's a much bigger energy field and this is where we can have confusion. So keep in mind, this energy is very strong over this weekend, and it's where you're learning to navigate with all of your energy and to not overly rely on just the mental perceptions and to not overly rely only on what your mind is perceiving or what your mind is interpreting. And in fact, this theme gets even bigger as we have Mercury enter Cancer On July 4th, the same day that Mars enters Taurus. So here we have these two personal planets moving into other astrological signs that are both feminine. Taurus and Cancer are both feminine energies. They're softer. They are less action-oriented, and these energies are making a sextile. So also on July 4th, Mars and Taurus sextiles Mercury in cancer. And this could be a day of needing a break, needing downtime. In fact, July 4th is the National Independence Day holiday here in the States. So it is a day off. And that is the energy of Mars entering Taurus the same day that Mercury enters cancer, there is a need for downtime to take a break, to assess and step back. And so that's something you could be feeling here during this energy change is that maybe things that were really dominant and important, they start to lighten up or they no longer have that driving force behind them of I have to get this done. I've got a hustle. I've got a lot in front of me. The energy calms down. And keep in mind, it calms down after Mars has that tense square to Pluto and Mercury has that square to Neptune. So it could be that after some big things come up, let's call it June 30th, July 1st, July 2nd, July 3rd, then things start to feel lighter as we move into the next week. And it could be that things resolve themselves or at least feel more settled because you no longer have that desire to make it happen or to force it or to over talk about something. That is something to be aware of with Mercury and Gemini, by the way, is that there could be too many conversations. Have you ever had a conversation with someone where they keep bringing it up, they keep discussing it, they keep circling back around and coming back to, okay, now what you said was blah, blah, blah. And what I said was la, la, la. And after a point, it's just too much talking. It's like, we resolved this. I thought we were on the same page. I thought we understood where each of us were coming from. But there comes a point when it's too much conversation. It's too much discussion. And in fact, sometimes that can make it worse, right? Where you're ready to let something go, you've moved on, you're focused on other things. And then someone comes back around and they bring up the full bag of stuff all over again. So we're learning when to stop talking, when it doesn't have to be overly communicated, when it's okay to just let something be, and to not keep circling around in the same conversations, the same topics the same energy. So as Mercury moves from Gemini into Cancer, those energies tend to settle down and we internalize them more. We digest, we sit with them. And what also happens as planets move from Gemini into Cancer is that we're meant to move the energy down from the mind into the heart. And that's a very important energy signature to be aware of this week. As the Sun is in Cancer, Mercury enters Cancer and Mars enters Taurus, where we're supported in sitting with something and allowing it to go into our feelings. And I feel like that's a very important thing right now because we've had very dynamic energies going on. We've had a lot we've been working through. Of course, eclipse season was big and there's been a lot that we've been processing and focused on with the very active Mars and Aries and the very active planets in Gemini. Venus is still in Gemini and Venus being feminine energy, being what you enjoy, what you want. This Venus in Gemini could be quite talkative and chatty. She could be social and on the go. She could be very curious and want to engage in many conversations and looks for interesting stimuli. So that part of us is still active, but I feel like what we're also moving into this week is where to calm down our minds, where to step back from that overthinking, over-talking, over-discussing. I mean, again, it can be exhausting to keep talking about something over and over again, and it can also be exhausting if you're spinning in something, if you're spinning in a situation or a thought or a conversation, and that can be exhausting as well. So I feel like what is happening is that we're being asked to drop into our hearts and check in with what we need, how we're feeling, and what's coming up within us that maybe we haven't taken time to fully connect with. And what I mean by that is that the cancer energy actually takes us into our own personal energy field, takes us into our heart space, our feelings, what's happening below the surface. Cancer brings us into our emotional body and also what we're experiencing that is very personal, that others don't know or don't see, but it's very important in terms of how we move through energies and how we move through our lives. Now, cancer is one of the most private astrological signs. It is where we go at the end of the day. It's where we need comfort after working really hard. It's where we go to take it easy and to check in with how we're really truly feeling. Cancer is also the energy of understanding what you need, what you need energetically, what you need intellectually, emotionally, spiritually, physically. What do you need? And that's where we come home to ourselves. Cancer wants you to come back into yourselves, step away from the ego, the mind, the physical world, and enter the private realms of what you're feeling and understand the wisdom that is waiting for you there. Understand the wisdom of your heart, understand the wisdom of what you're really feeling. And this is where we can have really deep understandings around ourselves that maybe we have overlooked or we haven't taken time to connect with. Because sometimes with cancer, we can push that energy away. We can push it aside. We can say, I don't have time for that. I don't want to go there. I don't want to feel that. And that's where the heart has been shut down. Now, this can be very unconscious. This can be something that is also very unique for every person. So I'm talking, in general terms here but only you can evaluate what this is for you and how you feel about it But cancer is essentially the domain of all your feelings and how well you interact and connect with the truth, the truth of your feelings. So meaning, because it can be unconscious, there can be unconscious cycles and habits that you've had since early childhood around how you interact with your feelings, how you drop into your heart or not, how you really understand what you're feeling and what you're needing or not because we have developed some very fascinating survival mechanisms where we aren't going to be vulnerable. We aren't going to show people parts of ourselves. We're not going to engage in certain topics or understandings because they feel way too personal and it's almost like the alarms go off if any of those self-protective barriers are breached or the alarms go off if we're feeling too vulnerable out of our comfort zone and we start to put up our defenses. And this could be a pattern or survival mechanism that has been in place since childhood, especially based on how you were raised because cancer is the family. It's your first experiences of other people, how they receive you, how they receive your energy, how they tune into their energy. And I feel like one of the beautiful gifts of cancer is that we are evolving this energy field generation by generation because as we become more conscious of ourselves, of our own child energies of how we were raised. We also can see how our parents did the best they could at their level of consciousness. Our parents did the best they could considering the time, place, and era they grew up in, as well as how they were raised, how they understood life and their own potential experiences of life, how they were raised in a certain family environment or dynamic that maybe required them to shut down their own hearts, shut down their own needs. So in cancer, we can look generationally at an energy line. We can look at the energy line of the emotional body, of your internal feelings being honored, expressed, and valued or not, we can look at the generational line connected directly to the heart. And that's how I'm seeing this intuitively, is that cancer shows us essentially how you were raised at a heart level or not, how your parents were raised, how your grandparents were raised. And when I tap into that, it feels like it was very shut down. And of course, you can determine that for yourself, but it feels like that wasn't a priority. That wasn't something that was important even generations ago. It wasn't important to be in touch with your heart. It wasn't important to know what you were feeling or to express that. In fact, it probably didn't even feel safe. So as I go back energetically and look at this, and I'm looking at it through different generations that I'm actually seeing through a patriarchal lens of what was happening in the world at large. And as I go back even into the early 20th century or the first half of the 20th century and how the energy of the planet was in turmoil, we had many wars, we had many things that were very big and there was a lot of intense energies that people were working through based on survival, literally based on fight or flight. And then I'm seeing the energy progress and it became focused on the industrial revolution energies where it's about getting a good job, getting a home, finding a place to raise your family um things that we would associate with very much the 1950s and 1960s you know leave it to beaver and this idea of what a nuclear family should look like and that's the goal and your life will be good when you have a very steady 9 to 5 job and all of those values were deeply embedded in many cultures or many understandings of what it meant to live a good life but that was never about what the individual needed at a personal level. It wasn't connected directly to the heart. And I feel, again, as the energy has progressed through the second half of the 20th century, and now we're in, of course, the 21st century, the energy has expanded as our own consciousness has expanded, meaning we've understood how complex and dynamic we are, that we have all these different layers of energies, and we're more open to working with them And that includes bringing forth what is in the heart, bringing forth your emotional world and what you need, and needing a safe place to express that, to open up, and to share that, especially on a daily basis and within those cancer structures of home, family, your comfort zone, and what you need every day. So the cancer energy brings us back home to ourselves and that's where you could realize that you have some places internally that have been locked rooms, the hidden attic space or the room down the hall that you've never gone into you've never unlocked the door and this is understanding that we're at a level of consciousness now that we have more tools and abilities to work with the truth of who we are the truth of what we feel and the very first thing we meet often in the cancer energy the very first part of yourself you meet is going to bring you into a vulnerability brings you into something that feels vulnerable. Maybe it feels uncomfortable. Maybe it feels like something you haven't wanted to look at. You've repressed. You've pushed it away. And that's where we've also developed these abilities to skip over it and to say, nope, I don't want to be vulnerable. Nope, I don't want to go there. I don't want to feel that way. I don't want to even connect with the truth of how I feel because I'm afraid of what resides in that room. And we live in a world where we can always do something else. We can always go off in another direction or we can stay looking at the computer. We can pick up our phones and keep scrolling. We can do something else that doesn't require that truer connection to ourselves, which always involves vulnerability. And so what we do or what we have opportunities to do when the energies are opening up in cancer is to get into the heart of a truth of what we're feeling and know that you have the tools to move through it. Because the strength of cancer is the ability to ebb and flow, to be able to go into some of these other hidden locked spaces and to know that no matter what shows up, you're going to move through it. You're going to understand it, that there's always wisdom and brilliance waiting for you, but it's something that you have to have the courage to embark upon. And so that's why vulnerability is so damn powerful. That's why vulnerability is this beautiful gold that it's like we're discovering and opening up to in amazing ways at this time on the planet. And we're understanding that it's not something we have to hide or be afraid of. We don't have to stay in more of those masculine qualities of doing and thinking and providing and getting it done. We don't have to be on autopilot or distract ourselves. In fact, that can lead to emptiness because that's not all of who you are. You can feel that there's something in your life that's empty or missing if you've been on overdrive or if you've been ignoring parts of your own energy in this way. And so if we look at this in terms of our masculine and feminine energies and especially apply it to a patriarchal culture, we can see where there have been holes and gaps and things that have been empty and missing. But over the past, I would say at least 10 years, the energy has certainly been rising around the feminine energies that we truly feel, what we really need, what it means to live a fulfilling life at a personal level, what it means to bring your heart forward to bring your heart into a conversation to open up and share what you feel. Now, of course, we do this with people we trust and we feel safe with. And that's a very big thing with these cancer themes is that we have to have a level of safety For our vulnerability, we have to have a sense of it's okay to tell this person, whether it's a sister, a best friend, a parent, what I'm really feeling or how upset I am about something, how unsatisfied I am about something. Maybe it's even understanding something in yourself for the first time that you didn't see because part of cancer is having the courage to be vulnerable with yourself, vulnerable with yourself where you're no longer reverting to only the ego or the mind or things that you can perceive you have control over. The heart is aching for that connection. The heart is very desiring of truth, true emotional satisfaction and what that means for you because of course it's different for all of us but it's something that we each hold in our energy fields. And we can play this game with ourselves where if something feels vulnerable, uncertain or scary, or if you're afraid of the emotions that could come up, meaning you're afraid that there's a tsunami that's going to come in as soon as you enter into that part of yourself, then we think, oh, well, I'll just stay at work longer today or I'll distract myself with my friends. Like we have many ways that we think we are Bypassing or avoiding or just not looking at something. But we know that energy doesn't go away. It shows up in a different form, it shows up in another expression. And so, this is how energy can show up in the body. Any emotions that are unhealed, including sorrow, grief, shame, despair, all of these lower energies can manifest in the body when they're not released, when they're not honored and heard. So part of the cancer energy wants you to be very beautifully honest with yourself around how you're truly feeling and to know that even though it could sink your energy at first, meaning, again, being vulnerable at first can mean that you have to look at some things you didn't want to see or you didn't want to acknowledge and it can really suck Or it can feel overwhelming or you could feel, again, the ego could feel like, well, how do I control this? How do I show up and feel strong and feel brave? Well, the cancer energy reminds you that being vulnerable and going into what you feel is absolutely brave and courageous. It's just a different expression of it. Then once it's acknowledged and you understand it, you feel it, What also happens is the energy shifts from you're no longer in that unconscious child, inner child energy, and you've shifted into being into your conscious parent or your conscious adult energy where you understand that it's okay to feel this way. It's okay to have these doubts or things coming up that don't feel good, things that you don't know what to do with, things that you weren't taught how to work through things that your parents didn't provide for you, If they didn't provide that emotional support, they didn't provide an understanding of true connection, which could be as simple as making time for you every week, every day to ask how you're doing, what are you thinking, how are you feeling, how's school. But even more personal than that, it goes into your relationships, right? Like your relationships with your friends. And maybe when you were younger, it's like it would have been really helpful if there was an adult or a safe place where you could talk about things you were experiencing in friendships or you could talk about what was going on with a sister or a brother or someone in your life and say this is how i'm feeling it doesn't feel good i'm angry i feel hurt i don't know what's happening but then you'd have a safe place to let it out that's cancer the safe place to let it out so as we raise our consciousness and we understand what we need we then can intentionally seek out those safe places and we know how to move between these parts of our energies that are both, both our inner child and our inner parent. So you understand the difference of, okay, this is how I'm feeling. I need to release this, go into this, honor this, listen to my heart, and I'm a full-functioning adult who knows I have tools and choices to make around how to handle it, how to take care of myself, and how to deeply honor the truth of my feelings. This energy becomes even stronger as Mercury moves into Cancer, and it also is an energy signature that we're meant to be very intentional with, especially now That we've moved through so many big cycles with the Capricorn energy signature and we can come back to ourselves, come home to ourselves, come into the truth of our feelings and give ourselves space to let that energy move. Where you're understanding that when you're having a hard day or a tough time or you're in pain... That's just part of the human experience. That's so normal. And it's okay to share that or to open up about that. It's okay to be aware of that in yourself or to have your own process for working through it. And it could be as simple as I'm having a hard day. I really don't want to interact with too many people. I want to do my own thing, be in my own space, work it through, allow it to flow through, and then know that the sun rises again tomorrow tomorrow's a new day so it's this emotional management that we are mastering and we're allowing ourselves to understand it's normal and it's something that we can consciously work with and work through this would also be a good time to look at your unconscious patterns around these emotional management energies because the bigger perspective is that anything that we have unresolved within us that's unconscious and repressed, we just keep working it out with other people. Meaning if you have an unresolved issue with a parent, such as a mother or a father, you're going to keep working out that energy from the perspective of your inner child until you step in and become your own inner adult. And I've seen this at work in many different places where people are working out their mother issues with a boss or a CEO or their manager or a co-worker. Same with any unresolved father issues. And so this is where we are tapping into what has been unconscious that we emotionally need. It's sort of like if you've been looking for recognition of some kind that you didn't receive from a parent, Chances are you're working that out with another authority figure or someone else who you want to emotionally recognize you. This is also why people will marry the same energy of that parent or of that unresolved. Emotional part of themselves because you're looking to work it out unconsciously. It's a pattern you're familiar with, it's a dynamic that you know. So you take it into relationships and you're trying to work it through. But again, once it's unconscious, you don't see it until you make it conscious. And it's only by being brutally honest with yourself emotionally that you get to that space. And keep in mind that cancer is the only water sign in the first half of the zodiac so the first half of the zodiac is aries taurus gemini cancer leo virgo the first six signs of the zodiac and cancer is the only water sign meaning it's the only private personal water sign scorpio is about your interactions with others Scorpio is a water sign that's about how the energies are shared and merged together and then Pisces, the third water sign, is actually more about your energetic and emotional connection to everything and it's much more about how you're seeing and tapping into the bigger picture of all energies. And so this helps by understanding that cancer is the only personal water sign and that's where you come home to yourself, you understand your needs, you go into your own emotional world, you go into your own vulnerabilities which then lead to your own strength and leads to more of what you need to feel emotionally secure and that changes and shifts based on how much healing work we've done shadow work we've done and of course our own level of consciousness our emotional bodies and true feelings are more heightened during the sun in cancer transits where the energy becomes more alive and we can actually tap into a truth more quickly So this is where you can really see your own mastery around knowing yourself, knowing your own emotional world. Again, if something has felt unsatisfying or something hasn't felt good, then you're going to know that, sense it, feel it. And I feel like because the energies have accelerated so much on the planet, you're going to have new solutions, understandings, and next steps show up for you even faster. So again, even if there is a day or a phase when you're feeling low, the energy of cancer is going to help you ebb and flow through that so that you can rise up into something that does feel satisfying, that does feel supportive, that does connect. And that's what cancer wants you to do. It wants you to move through something, to flow through it, to open up so that you can be very honest with yourself, very honest. That is something that cancer requires is that honesty and then the universe matches that. The universe becomes like your parent or the energy of co-creation where you say this is what would feel good, this is what I'm looking for, this is what I want to create that would bring in emotional fulfillment and then the universe wants to support that energy within you and wants you to feel that connection to whatever you might need so we return to our hearts we go into our hearts perhaps there's even a part of your heart that you're connecting with for the very first time in your life It could be surprising or eye-opening. It could be something like, I didn't even realize I was missing this in my life. I didn't realize I had closed the door to this part of myself. But that cancer energy wants you to come alive in your emotional world and open up to more of what you need because the universe can absolutely provide it, even if you didn't have it when you were younger. And that does go into our belief systems where you could then think, oh, I can never feel this way or oh, I don't see this happening because if that's been your experience, it can create your belief system around something in your life. But as we raise our consciousness, the energy changes and you realize, okay, well, even if I didn't grow up with that or even if I didn't have that in a friendship or even if I didn't have that kind of relationship or that kind of partnership before in my life, I understand it now. I understand what was missing within me where I was disconnected from myself. And so this is where beautiful manifestations can happen because it's like when that heart opens up, it starts to overrule the mind and the ego. And in fact, it starts to require being an equal participant in the energy of field. Whereas before, you would have accepted something as status quo. Sort of like, oh, this is just what a relationship is or oh this is just what friendship is or this is just what things are in my personal life but because you are a powerful creator and a powerful manifester when you change that energy within yourself that's when you start to have new experiences of other people of other connections of other parts of your life because you've opened the door to those parts of yourself and this is sort of like manifesting 101 right these are the basics of how energetics work but it can be scary at first because of how our emotional world can feel vulnerable or almost give you a sense of well if I've never felt that way before I don't know that it's possible that I could feel that way again this is a belief system, this is something that's been shut down in you and it comes up and it maybe surprises you, catches you off guard, maybe it's overwhelming. Again, maybe it even brings up something that you fear, like you're fearing that kind of energy or you're fearing something because you haven't experienced it before. This is where that vulnerability piece comes forward, but this is also where a very loving and compassionate part of yourself, of your own soul, of your own spiritual imprint can come forward and remind you that you're worthy of feeling this way. You can absolutely have this or have that or go through life feeling very happy, content and satisfied with every area of your life. And when you reach that place in your consciousness, that's when the manifestations shift. That's when something new or something different comes forward. And you could even be like, I never thought I could have a job that I really love every day. But the universe wants you to tap into what feels good for you. What feels strong and confident? Where do you feel recognized or powerful? But from the heart from the heart, not from the ego, not from the mind. And this is what we are deprogramming, unraveling and deconditioning is that it's looking for that emotional satisfaction that maybe we didn't realize we were even lacking until we have the courage to recognize it in ourselves and then move forward from that place. And basically because cancer is the only water sign in the first half of the zodiac It brings you into the core emotional wound, the core emotional need, the core emotional desire that maybe has been also the source of ongoing emotional pain or emotional habits. It brings you into the heart of something. And when you go to the heart, you can't lie. You can't lie to yourself. You can't discount it. You can, you can play the games, right? You push it away, you don't want to look at it, you think, oh, I don't have to deal with that, but then it comes back around because it's at the core of who you are. So this is where the more brutally honest and vulnerable we are with ourselves, the more we open up to this huge, amazing manifestation of personal truth. And you could have that experience through another person, meaning it could be, a sibling or someone from childhood that you grew up with. It could be a friendship right now. It could be a relationship, a partnership, a lover, a spouse. Any person can reveal this to you and then it's your own level of consciousness that will recognize it or understand, oh wow, there's something here that I meant to understand about myself, my needs, what I'm feeling, what I'm sensing, and I'm going to have the courage to do so the emotional courage to be vulnerable because cancer will wear its heart on its sleeve. Cancer will put itself out there. Cancer will open up and say, you're special to me. I like you. This is how I'm feeling. This is where I'm feeling sadness or where I'm confused. It will express all of that from a healthy place where it's not looking for the other person to take care of you. It's not looking for that parent outside of you. It's understanding this is how I feel. That's okay to be in this place. That's okay to feel this way. I can take care of it. I'm an adult. I can manage it myself, but I'm also not going to hide what's in my heart or I'm not going to hide what I'm really going through. That doesn't mean you have to show it to the world or post it on social media, but it's personally honoring all of your energy, honoring the those places in you that you thought you had to shut down, you thought weren't safe, and you thought maybe it didn't feel very good at first to even go there. So this is what cancer is opening up to you and revealing to you so that you can work with it honor it, love yourself, and ultimately be very accepting of your heart, of what you need, of what you're looking for in your life or in yourself, and to know that when you're in that place, the universe absolutely matches the energy, wants to co-create with you from that energetic expression. And again, that's why I feel the energy shifting over this next week as Mars enters Taurus and Mercury enters Cancer on July 4th, where they sextile each other at zero degrees. And you could have some understandings now around what you do really want and what you do really need that comes from a deeper place within you, a deeper message. It also feels like it could be softer quieter and again it could feel more vulnerable it could feel like i don't know if i can have that i don't know if that can be possible in my life but this is where you also step into your spiritual mastery and understand that whatever is in your heart you can absolutely create and experience whatever you need to feel in order to feel in love with yourself in love with life in love with this journey you can also absolutely trust that the universe sees that too So we really go into our hearts, the truth of what's in there and learn to love and work with it honestly through this cancer journey. Now on July 6th, we have Venus in Gemini sextiling Chiron in Aries at 16 degrees and this brings in a helping hand. This brings in something that is supportive, that takes it forward, that brings in a new solution. If there's anything you've been struggling with or puzzled over, this is where that Venus and Gemini could bring in the right thing to say, the right topic, the right area of information. This is a supportive energy as well. So it's interesting how July 1st and July 2nd, feels like there's a little bit more up in the air. It could be more tension, discord, discomfort. But then as we move through July 4th and beyond, the energy does settle down a bit where we internalize, we reflect, and we get more into the heart of what we're truly feeling. And then we also know that that is so valuable right now. Because I also have this image that when you come home, to yourself when you come into your energy into your heart space spirit is right there god is right there you've not been alone you've never been abandoned you haven't been rejected you haven't been in that raw vulnerable place forever it's like you come home to god you come home to spirit and that's where you also feel a strengthening in yourself that you're not alone And that part of what we're moving through at all times is this varying degree of energetic management. And it's a lot. It's a lot that we're working with. Make no mistake about it. These are big energies. These are big times. This is a big lifetime, but we are working with so many different parts of ourselves to navigate this journey and we're never alone. And in fact, this could be a time when you even call in or call forth more spiritual support or more guides to help you navigate anything that you're moving through. So overall, it is an interesting week, but I hope this has given you some good insights into what may come up for you, where you may be triggered at first, but then how that is an invitation, an invitation into understanding the deeper parts of yourself, an invitation into understanding your heart, what you need, what you're feeling, and also an invitation back home into the truth of who you really are. As always, thank you so much for joining me today for this podcast episode. I'll be back next Monday for a new episode. And of course, I'll return every Wednesday to discuss these weekly energies. You can find out more about me over at mollymccord.online. I also am on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And as I mentioned, I'll be releasing a few videos for you on YouTube over this next week as well. Thank you so much for joining me and I'm wishing you a beautiful voyage into July and I'm grateful that we are on this journey together. Thank you so much for joining me and I'll see you back here really soon.